Previously on the Tony Kornheiser Show. Central Florida Fiesta Bowl in January of 2020, when that guy, Joe Burrow, threw a pick six and he got slammed to the ground and Central Florida guy was like lording over him. That's the day that Joe Burrow we know was born. He has won seven playoff games, including that Fiesta Bowl, since that hit. Everybody should look at that hit. That was, that's the making of Joe Burrow. That's a good thing to know. Thank you, James. Good luck with it. Talk to you. Thanks. James Carville, boys and girls. One of the rare times we haven't had to bleep him. <laughs> the Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. All righty. I got a bunch of little things and then a couple of big things. A bunch of little things. I just want to start out and once again wish Alan Bubis and his entire family fond memories of his mom. Um, I also want to say Roberto Dona who basically saved my eating life for a year and a half by providing food on a weekly subscription basis. Fabulous food. Roberto Dona is in the process. It may already be open a new restaurant in Vienna, Virginia. And we wish Roberto, Roberto and Nancy all the luck in the world. And if they ever decide to do a subscription service again, I'm here. And try the soups. Yeah, it just <laughs> everything he cooks is great. Uh, for those of you who wonder about DG, and I know there's lots of you, I got this. I just got off the phone with my very good friend, David Dorman. Yeah, the Dorman cheese guy from Rockville Center. He's close with Maury. They just played Emerald Dunes. Maury beat Dorman in the Hollywood Country Club Championship a few years ago, way back. David said Maury hits it great at 83. Hope we still get to be playing at that age, DG. It's just, you know, I mean, he is assuming a friendship that we have that I now think we have. Right, and, he's, yeah. and he's mentioning my friends. Maury Povich is a great, was always a great golfer. Yes. Maury Povich looks 53, and Maury Povich can still play. Still play. So I mentioned that. Great custom wedges. Yes, yes. Um, well, he's, his personal teacher was on television for 30 years, yes. right? Ordering clubs mid-round. Yeah, it's Porter Wilbon. His personal teacher, for God's sakes. Uh, my thanks to Margaret Roth for her very, very lovely um, email to me. Very, very nice. Thank you very much, and thank you for listening. I got some Barry Weinberg stuff. I mentioned Barry Weinberg. I said he knows everybody. He used to be the trainer for Tony La Russa. That's I said, right. He knows everybody, plays with everybody. David Cohn, Wilmington, Delaware. Last show, when you yelled, Barry Weinberg, Barry Weinberg knows everybody in the world. I yelled, that's my cousin, Barry. <laughs> Our families are from Richmond, Virginia in the 1970s, whenever Barry, 12 years my senior, would come to town with the Pirates' AAA affiliate Columbus. My father would take us to those old Parker Field, to old Parker Field to see the Braves and say hello. Incidentally, those Braves teams included Dusty Baker, Tommy Aaron, and Biff Pokoroba. Yes, that Biff Pokoroba. When Barry was with the Cardinals, we'd always watch on TV. Fingers crossed for a big collision at home plate or at least a good beaning so that Barry could run out and get some camera time. Years later, I arranged to meet him at a Phillies game with my two small kids. In addition to hats and balls, he showed us two of his World Series rings, which my son hoped was a gift. He could not have been nicer. Barry Weinberg. Wait, there's more on Barry Weinberg. This comes from Andrew, Andy Levy in Highland, Maryland. I had a David Aldridge moment last week as you described your quest to secure Valentine's Day reservations at Carbone for a couple you did not know. When you mentioned Barry Weinberg, my ears perked up. Growing up in Silver Spring, I, um, I took my weekly bar mitzvah lessons that met at Barry Weinberg's house. Barry's younger brother was also a student in the class, taught by the famed and feared bar mitzvah pedagogue, Mrs. Fram. <laughs> Mrs. Fram, we've all talked about her. <laughs> Admittedly, Barry Weinberg is a common name, but when you mentioned his connection to Bobby Knight and the St. Louis Cardinals, I knew you were talking about my Barry Weinberg, the longtime athletic trainer for teams managed by Tony Larusa. In the mid-'70s, when I was an undergraduate at Indiana University, and Barry was a graduate assistant trainer for Bobby Knight. Let's, let me review this. A graduate assistant trainer for Bobby Knight. 
I introduced myself to him, even though I was just some punk kid who knew his younger brother and who he couldn't possibly have remembered. Barry couldn't have been nicer and more gracious. I wasn't surprised to hear that Barry knows everybody. He's a very easy guy to like and be around. By the way, everybody knows the 1975-1976 Hoosiers were the last unbeaten D1 basketball team. He was the graduate trainer on that team. Less remarked upon, but even to me, a truer measure of the team's greatness was on the way to 32-0, they beat the number two team in the country, Michigan, three times. Once in Bloomington, once in Ann Arbor, and the third time in the national championship game for their 32nd win. To beat the number two team in the country three times in a single season is as remarkable an accomplishment in its own way as going through an entire season unbeaten. How great is this? That's phenomenal. How great is this? You just mentioned that. Now let me get to one other thing. Now nah, I'll wait next week for that. <laughs> um, there was a story in the paper that the Olympics are down 50% in viewers. 50%? That's catastrophic. When you've paid billions of dollars to televise the Olympics in the United States of America and your viewership is down 50%? Why do you think that is? So the easy answer is what? The, the time difference that you sort of already well, that's you, you have access part of to it. the results if you want to know? That's certainly part of it. Have you watched anything? Oh, very little. So in the last week and a half, I've gone down the curling uh, rabbit hole. Uh, so some of my questions have been answered. I, I ended up watching men's curling last night. This was uh, the USA team versus We have a lot of GBR. email about you and curling, by the way. So apparently yeah. when, it's, when it's not the mixed doubles, they do go after. They, they attack the house, if you will. Yeah. And they, they go after the blockers. Uh, but I liked the, the mixed doubles because it moved a lot faster. I, maybe it's runs. They don't go back and forth. There's not as many rocks that they throw per round uh but but i find it hard to know what channel things are on if you don't know if you're not sitting there going i really want to watch these uh you know in the summer might be gymnasts or these skaters or these downhill skiers you're sitting there going is it is it on nbc main is it on one of the offshoots? is it on one of the news channels but if you're not watching it that that's a big sign there are a variety of reasons why it's down <clears throat> one is the time difference it is the second Olympics in a row that for us is halfway around the world in an entirely different day. It's a different day. So we don't really know what's going on. It's the second Olympics in a row. The other Olympics just ended an hour and a half ago. Right. The Summer Olympics. This is the second one in a row facing that exact same circumstance. That's an important part. It's the Winter Olympics, which doesn't rate as high as the Summer Olympics, but skating always did. Skating always did. So I'm interested in, in what the skating numbers are. And also, and this is undeniable, in a pandemic, these ratings should be up because you're in your house. It's undeniable that the interest level is down. NBC can spin this any way they want about how more people are consuming it on TikTok than ever. That's because there wasn't any TikTok <laughs> 10 years ago. Right. So, yeah. But over the last two years, our worlds, because our worlds have become smaller at home, it's harder to watch something that is supposed to globally bring us together. And globally bring us together in a country that has no democracy whatsoever, in a country that is piping in the snow. I mean, it is, 
That's what's hard to watch. The I mean, shot behind the ski jump is a nuclear reactor. When you're looking, yeah, when you're looking at <laughs> like ski mountains in the middle of a, what looks like a parking lot or yeah. a studio, yeah, back lot. It's, yeah. it's different from when you were there in Oslo, you know, yeah. and and Low when you see it in Austria or or Italy or something like that. You it's see real snow. Great. Yeah, you see, it's real snow. It's I think like mountains, satellite photos, and it's just black and brown everywhere, yes. and these few patches of white. It's like when you go golfing in the desert and it's so green. <laughs> it's artificial. Yeah, they're putting in the water. It's but totally then, artificial. But you understand where you are in the in the greater geography because you look and see stuff in the distance. It's not that far away. So, and there's a, a but. But now what? you got your controversy. Yes. Thank God the Russians still cheat. <laughs> the notion. Let, the athletes formerly known. Let me try to explain yeah, the this. The yeah. Russian team has been banned from the Olympics, the last three or four Olympics, because they cheat every single time. They have to go in as the Russian Olympic Committee. You know, wink, wink, nod, nod. Just you want the athletes there, but they can't go as Russians. They cheat in the summer. They cheat in the winter. If they held it in the fall, they cheat in the fall. They cheat all the time. Yeah. That's in their character. They cheat. They must view cheating differently than we do because they do it all the time. Even when people say, if you do this, we're going to throw you out. We're going to be, uh, do what you want. <laughs> now they're doing it with a 15-year-old girl. A prodigy, allegedly, in, in figure skating. Nobody in their right mind can believe a 15-year-old girl is saying... Give me these medications. No, she doesn't know what these medications are. Trainers are giving her these medications. And they're cheating. And they're doing it because she qualifies as a child. So she is not automatically banned from the rest of the Olympics for cheating. Because as a child, she didn't know what was going on. Which, by the way, I believe. She didn't know what was going on. They're cheating with 15-year-old girls. They cheat with everybody. They do. It really is enough to say, would you throw them all out, please? You know, for years and years and years, as soon as the Bulgarian weightlifting team landed, they were thrown out <laughs> right. because they cheated all the time. Yes. This is, you know, this is what now, Michael, you were telling me before we went on the air that a lot of countries have different views of what cheating is. Sure. That's my understanding here. But this is uh, if you hear the quotes from some of the other athletes, they're gleefully waiting all the results. Be like, well, the rules are what they are. So we're just sort of waiting for those medals to be passed down for us. But uh, have you been have you been following the scarcity issue with the the doll that they're handing out? No, the little um, I believe it's a bear. No, it's like the, the mascot. Bear? Yeah, who cares? Okay, yeah. Well, what, no, I mean, what they, they don't have enough of them, so they take them back. They hand them out and get them back. <laughs> well, do you remember all the little? I guess this is maybe the, the Olympics through the eyes of a child whose whose father every what seemed like every six months uh, would disappear for years on end, and he'd bring back one little small gift and just yeah. go here. Yeah, here it is. Here, this it's is a, for you. It's a wild dog. Yeah, here. It's and we still have made some out of, those, of fuzz. Yeah, we still have some of those. Yeah, so what's happening in China with the little yeah. fuzzy animals? No, there's know? just they're, it's hard to get. They're they're limiting oh. them. Oh. Um, on a personal level on this show, say goodbye to the NFL for us. That's it. Say goodbye to Jeff Mon, James Carville. Say goodbye to Jason Lockenfora, who will be on the show today. Say goodbye to Booger McFarlane. Say goodbye to Chuck Todd. All the things that make the season so great, we now have to find other people, which is harder for us. <laughs> say hello to the West Coast yeah, Swing. The, you know, we're going to have to find other people. So it'll, it'll work out, but I love the betting shows, me personally. I know not everybody does. But I do. Um, so we, what we say hello to is the NBA. <laughs> yes. A lot of NBA. We they finally baseball. made that trade. Baseball, baseball just around the corner. Hopefully. Rob Manfred said it would be terrible if they don't play the full season. So I hope that works out. The NBA, they finally made the trade. Congratulations, Brian Windhorst. He anticipated that trade. 
Uh, they finally traded James Harden, who had quit. I mean, if, if you want James Harden on your team because he'll score 30 a game. He quit in Houston a year ago, and he quit in Brooklyn. He quit. He can't stand Kevin Durant. He can't stand Kyrie Irving. People that go on TV and say they're friends, they're, they're not. He can't stand them, and they hate his guts at this point. So they shipped him out. They got a lot in return. Did they get too much? No, they didn't get too much. They got Ben Simmons you don't know about. If Ben Simmons is great like he was as a rookie on that team with two shooters and scorers and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, they can win the championship. If Ben Simmons refuses to shoot, won't even take layups because he doesn't want to be fouled and go to the free throw line, then he doesn't help you as much as he should help you. But when you say that the that it's a, the Sixers gave up a lot, let me go back over this so you understand. The Sixers got something in James Harden for nothing. Nothing. Because Ben Simmons was not playing for them. He was never going to play for them. He hates them. He hates Joel Embiid, and Joel Embiid hates him. He hates Doc Rivers, and Doc Rivers hates him. When you hide behind mental health and you give up all this money, you are saying, I hate it here. I hate it here so much. I'm never going to, I don't care. I'm never going to play. Trade me. And this is a league that's run by players. LeBron James, the legacy of LeBron James will be the empowerment of all the players in the NBA. How's that working out for the Lakers right now? What happened to the Lakers? The Lakers are almost at bottom. What happened to the Lakers is as a result of their coveting LeBron James, pursuing LeBron James, getting LeBron James, and then letting LeBron James reshape the roster. It's all about that. And LeBron James will leave at the end of this year and go back to Ohio. He'll go to Cleveland. Sure. Cleveland looks pretty good right now without him. Look how good <laughs> Cleveland's going to be with him. That's, that's what that league is. That league's run by the players with the total permission of the commissioner. The other league, the NFL, is run by the commissioner and the owners, and the players don't have any say in anything. And they play. And by the way, their ratings are higher than ever. Now, one more thing. Got this nice note from April Grogan. I'm reaching out to personally invite you to the American Family Insurance Championship Golf Tournament on June 10th through 12th. This is a senior PGA event that takes place at University Ridge Golf Course in Madison, Wisconsin. We always wanted to go to Madison well, because we want to visit Jim Hughes in Milwaukee, right? That's what we want to do. I will provide a reservation at the finest two-robe hotel in town, the Edgewater. Car service during your stay. You don't have to worry about traffic here in Madison, and although there are a ton of cyclists here, they do tend to wear white. VIP ticket in the skybox is on 18. A round of golf at a course of your choice in the area. If you're at all interested, please feel free to reach out. All I'm asking for is a photo op and five to ten minute chat with a man I'm related to by marriage, the most loyal little, who happens to be turning 40 this summer. You know, he hasn't missed an episode in seven years. After that, I'll make sure you have your own space and the people leave you alone watch you, while you watch golf. I don't care if I'm left alone. <laughs> I like people. I'm happy, April, to talk to your alone. hubby. I'll call him. I'll call him tonight. <clears throat> Send me his number. You know, if you're at all interested in playing in the Pro-Am, we might be able to get you a playing spot if a celebrity like Brett Favre or Andy North cancels. It's a beautiful course and the best time of year to visit Wisconsin. All proceeds of this tournament benefit the Steve Stricker AmFam Insurance Foundation. Perry Although I'm Jansen. 
Hmm? Pair you up with Lee yeah. Jansen. Lee Jansen would be great. Who's that chop? Must be an 18. <laughs> I wish. I wish I was an 18. <laughs> Although I'm a member of the tournament staff, there's a uh, personal invitation, and all costs would be covered by me. I have no idea if I could actually get you a pro-am spot. But thanks for your consideration. This is very sweet by April Grogan. It's lovely. I'm a much bigger celebrity than half the celebrities that are going to be in this tournament. And if I said I want to be in the tournament, I think I would be in the tournament. But this is very, very sweet. Thank you very much. And as I said, just send, you know, we'll call him. We'll call your hubby. She could have offered a police escort. I think that would have been nice. We'll call your hubby. I will take a break. When we come back, Jason Lockenfora joins us. I am Tony Kornheiser. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the true Bill Reed. If you're suffering from way too many subscription syndrome... I didn't know there was such a syndrome. <laughs> there is a way out, and you don't even have to talk to anyone. Let Truebill do the work and set you free. Average users save $720 a year using Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. This is better than just waiting for my credit card to expire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there. Wow. What do you do for a living? I'm a Truebill concierge. Your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Tony K. Go right now. Truebill, T-R-U-E-B-I-L-L, Truebill.com slash Tony K. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Tony K. Use the code, people. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This comes to us from our friend Ian Warrington, who was to our knowledge, an emergency room doctor at Sibley. We yes. found out from Johnny Greenwald that Ian was leaving and going somewhere else, unknown to us. We got this. While washing dishes and listening to the podcast, I was surprised to hear an update on my job situation. <laughs> Thanks to John for his nice email. He's a good doc and a good guy. Apologies for the lack of updates. I didn't realize this would be of interest. I haven't seen any sketchy trailers in my neighborhood recently, and I haven't written any new songs. So I hadn't seen a reason to get in touch. That said... I've been playing a lot of music recently. I recorded this tune today. I recorded this tune today. It's called She Beg, She More, played on fiddle and guitar. I know you normally want written permission from the artist, but in this case, the songwriter died in 1738, so I think we're okay <laughs> legally. I'm referring to Turlo O'Carolan, the Irish harp player and composer. Throughout this crazy time, music has been my way to unwind after work, and this is one of my favorite songs to play. The new adventure John referred to is that after eight years working in D.C., I'm moving out of the city and starting at Virginia Hospital Center this month. Before starting the new gig, I took the past month off, which has been a welcome relief after nearly two years working full-time in emergency medicine during a pandemic. So we're up to date. This is so great. It's family. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, it's actually family. Thanks so much, and good luck to Ian Warrington. And he plays in Jason Lock and Fora. And Jason, I don't know if I made a mistake or not in doing this, but I paid attention, I turned on the NFL network the other day to watch Roger Goodell on the state of the NFL press conference that is held on usually Wednesdays before the Super Bowl. And the, and the thing that jumped out at me most was, and, and it, it always is going to jump out, Goodell said that they have failed in hiring black coaches. A lot of people, Michael Wilbon, for example, will simply not believe him and say that he pays lip service. 
But I thought I saw sincerity in this. Yeah. I thought at the top of the NFL, they really want this to get better, and they don't know sure. how to do it. Am I wrong or right? No, I, I, I am with you. I think it, it, it um, aggrieves Roger Goodell and, and Troy Vincent and, and some other people at the top of the uh, pyramid there at Park Avenue more than it does the owners. Um, yeah. And I think there's a level of frustration in that, you know, we keep trying to rack our brains to – along with our member clubs to come up with proposals that will incentivize diversity and inclusion. And sometimes the owners themselves vote to pass those things. And um, we will continue to sort of um, say the right things and, and, and preach the right things, because I, I do believe they, that Roger Goodell and, and people um, around him believe that this is a bad look for the league and and that it beyond just the optics it, it is this can't be fair right like there's no way these processes can be fair if these remain the types of outcomes at a time when we continue to come up with ways to try to help these uh people in charge of making these hires look outside of themselves and look and seriously consider people who don't look like them who don't have their backgrounds um, who are from a different end of the socioeconomic spectrum in terms of where they began, whatever. And yet we're, we're sitting here at a moment in time where the numbers look worse than they have 20 years ago. And the numbers look, um, this is the kind of situation that led to Johnny Cochran threatening to sue the league, as Brian Flores eventually did. That really got the ball rolling for the Rooney rule in the first place. And how could society have changed this much in 20 years? And how could this league have changed this much in 20 years? But yet this remains... Um, an unfortunate truth. Uh, I think Roger Goodell is frustrated at having to continually wear this because Roger Goodell doesn't hire anybody. And Roger Goodell doesn't have authority in any NFL front office as to which candidates rule the day or whose interview you fall in love with the most or which dude who has no experience you're most willing to take a flyer on. So, um, but, but I think he's also impotent to a large degree because the owner's pay his salary and the owners pay everybody's salary in the NFL office. And as you and I have talked about in the past, when we say the league, 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 that's the, the owners are the league and the league does nothing that the owners don't uh, right. essentially vote for or put in place through bylaws or rules or regulations or policies. You get to a very, very dicey circumstance because you cannot, in my opinion, you cannot punish a team for hiring a white coach and not a black coach. I don't believe you can do that. You can incentivize the other way, but I don't think you can punish. Um, and I don't know how this works. And what I'm, I guess I'm asking is if you have any sort of theories here. The league appears to be, or Roger Goodell appears to be on the verge of doing something radical. I believe that because not only whatever his personal beliefs are, and we both think that he is aggrieved by this, they're facing a lawsuit. A, a significant yeah. lawsuit. This seems the time for radical action, does it not? It does, but ultimately you got to get two. You know, you, you got to get what two thirds of these guys to agree on something in a room, and I don't think they're going to agree to much that's truly radical. Now, we're, we're, could we reach a situation where the owners do agree that we are going to not hire some law firm we've worked with a million times before, but we're going to hire. Um, or, or allow some other entity to pick for us um, some consulting firm that specializes in this that is going to have autonomy 
to review all of our processes, and we're going to actually be transparent and turn over documents regarding um, some searches and allow them to come up with recommendations that, yeah. that, you know, we agree that if you make these 10 recommendations, we'll agree to at least, you know what I mean? We'll pick seven of them and choose to adopt them, and we'll, we'll vote those in. That's a possibility. Um, this, th- what's going on in Capitol Hill right now in the House Oversight Committee and, and, and what they continue to push for in regards to more transparency and cooperation as to what actually happened in that investigation into Daniel Snyder, they're watching this very closely, too. And I think it, it, it is not out of the realm of possibility that it comes from political pressure that the league ultimately has some sort of more seismic shift in how they handle these issues. Um, I don't think radical change is going to come from within. I don't know how you could say you expect that when you just looked at the results of this other hiring yeah. cycle where, you yeah. know, two out of nine. So, um, but I do believe that something needs to have, we're truly going to see these outcomes um, go in a different, different way and truly see the same opportunities afforded to coaches of color that we've seen um, afforded to, to white individuals, then something radical has to happen. Whether that is the stick and not the carrot, um, I, I don't know. Um, but I think continuing to think that, like, oh, well, we're going to add another layer to the Rooney rule, or we're going to have really frank and candid discussions. Meanwhile, there's only one person per team in the room at the owners' meetings about who's doing this right and who's doing it wrong, and we'll 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 get it right. We'll whip them in the shape. I, I don't think that. Okay. I think it's a little naive to expect radical change to come from within that construct. Thank you for mentioning the Daniel Snyder circumstance, because one thing happened at the press conference and one thing yeah. happened after the press conference that are very significant. At the press conference, Roger Goodell said, we're not paying attention to Dan Snyder hiring his own investigative firm. We don't think the results from that are meaningful at all. We will investigate. Maybe more importantly, there's a story out today that Roger Goodell is blaming Snyder for the lack of communication with this committee, not the NFL. This has the overall feel to me, Jason, of something that is not over, not over by a long shot. No, um, if you paid attention to the hearings, I guess technically hearings isn't the the right way to couch it. But the the session that they had on Capitol Hill last Thursday and and the reaction of various Congress people to what they were hearing and then some of the, the written documents that they drew up after that and then the pointed inquiries that they continue to put forth to the NFL and to um, various people in the Washington organization about their demand for more information here. Um, This is not going away by a long shot. Um, I, again, at a certain point, I don't know. Do do, do they they go to the department of justice and say, Hey, okay, they're not taking this seriously with us. You know, you, you guys have subpoena powers. Here's what we've been able to glean. We, We think there is evidence here of one team, and if one team's doing it, perhaps many are, are you know, uh, according themselves in a, in a manner that um, is, is at the detriment of many of their employees for a multitude of reasons. Uh, I, I think that there is certainly a desire right now um, on Capitol Hill to start holding more of these billionaires accountable. Um, and I don't think, you know, again, if you're paying any attention to this, I, I, I think they're not even really um, trying to hide it. And generally, my experience is that the the more you rebuke what they ask for, the more stuck in they get. And, you know, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility whatsoever that 
at some point here, we're seeing formal requests for Roger Goodell and Daniel Snyder and Bruce Allen and a whole bunch of other people to stand before these lawmakers and start answering real questions. Totally agree. And I'm going to go back in the history of my life in Washington, D.C. What happened to Len Bias would not have been the story that it was had that happened in Omaha, Nebraska. That happened in Washington, D.C., and it horrified people in Washington, D.C., who live in Washington, D.C., because they are elected from all around the country. The Washington football team is in a different position here. Their ownership is in a different position here in terms of elected officials in Congress, because all of these people are familiar with this owner. They don't know any other owner outside of where they live, but they all know this guy, and they don't like this guy. And if you think that Daniel Snyder's stewardship of this team is totally rock-solid safe, you'd be making a mistake now. Am I right on this one, Jason? I I agree, because this is is now... um, The specter of this is out of the... Like, we're seeing as hard as the league and the team fought to make this sort of an internal in-house matter, it has spilled so far into the public dialogue so far into the public sphere um, that I, I think you have to start opening your mind up to possibilities that normally you would cut off because you understand how entities like this generally work. I think this is becoming increasingly out of their control. Um, in, in terms of, of, of massaging the scope of it, which is why I think you've seen Commissioner Goodell's tone change, and he totally. doesn't say anything unless about things like this, unless lawyers are involved and, and people who have expertise outside of his are involved, and you can start to see the wind blowing in a little bit of a different direction right. here. Totally and the reality agree. is, Tony, when you look at just the time span here, and you just think about people and 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 how they handle whatever workplace discomfort they felt. And many more probably internalize it than are willing to step forward. But once they see more and more of their colleagues bear their truths publicly, I think that portends more people kind of coming to their own mental calculations that I want to be with them as well. They're going to revisit people that worked for the Washington football team who think they're out of the woods. These people are going to be revisited. Um, I'll shift gears. You don't expect Tom Brady back, do you? I don't. Do you? I don't. All right, right, good. At least not this year. I mean, look, does he get bored in the carpool line 18 months from now? You know what I mean? And say, Giselle, I got one more run in me, hon. I got to go do this. Like, you know, I I don't. I can't. Look, this guy is a a different animal. He's wired differently than anybody else. I'm not going to think that I can speak for him. But as much work and effort and, and, and cultivation as went into this, um, you know, I'm stepping out thing. I, I can't imagine yeah. four weeks later, six weeks no. later, four no. months later, he reverses course. Um, but he likes to be talked about. He likes to be talked about around Super Bowls. And, you know, that's a card that he can always sort of play. And, and it gets us all buzzing about Tom Brady again, which, is you know, for mm. his brand, et cetera, is not a bad thing. My friend Peter Melman hopes that next year at this time he weighs 315 pounds. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't Are you know intrigued, that one. I don't Are you intrigued by, by the one. game at all? I mean, I, I don't want to sure. get short shrift of the game, but I mean, which is the better story? Is it a better story if Cinderella wins or a better story if the best team money can buy wins? Because I think the better story is the Rams winning because you got a lot of time on the other story. That's just me. I think the Rams and how they did it is the better story. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean. <sighs> Better story. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I could. I mean, I guess if the Rams don't win, boy, that begs a lot of questions about their, you know, that this fork in the road after this guy spent five billion dollars on that stadium and they've doubled and tripled down on that roster. Yep. You know, it, if they win, you could see them doing the Tampa thing and saying, "Well, we're going to bring Odell back and we're going to bring Von Miller back." But even if they lose, because everybody else is so old and they're so leveraged with no draft picks, and and the only way they can really stay competitive is to keep throwing money at problems. They don't have really many other ways. Um, most of the guys who are being paid there, who they could trade, they wouldn't want to trade because it's a top-heavy roster. So I think you know the fallout of this would be intriguing either way. Um, you know, Joe Burrow, I mean, that was that was, that injury, like, that wasn't, I mean, and I'm going to say, like, a normal ACL. And even, like, what we've come to normalize, and I, I would say trivialize, in terms of the willy-nilly time frames of these things. You know, if you talk to anybody who's been through that rehab still today with modern medicine, it's a bear. And, and this kid, you know, was had only played half a season, and he had multiple ligaments, you know, uh, damaged. And... He was back there for the first day of OTAs, and a lot of people said, damn, I mean, I don't know. Is that really smart? And he did get his feet wet in the preseason, and people are like, damn, I don't know. And even I, spending time with him this summer, he was very sort of candid and upfront and transparent about, hey, this whole mental side of this thing is, is, is a bear. And yet he plays week one. He gets better each week. Um, and, and the Bengals are in the Super Bowl, man. Like, they were the yeah. worst team in football two years ago. It's how they yeah. got this guy. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know that you can necessarily go wrong, um, but yeah, I'm 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 intrigued by the game. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, plug your radio show for us. Uh, thank you, Tone. You can uh, listen to these ramblings and meanderings at a at an even greater rate and and with more <laughs> multiplicity from two to six Eastern time daily on Inside Access. I did not name this show on 105.7 The Fan. I did ultimately finally approve of it, though, Tone, you know, because you can yeah. only fight City Hall so much. Eventually, you're like, I'll fight bigger battles, but I don't really <laughs> yeah. know that I love it. You want to know what I like? Name could be worse. The show that I wanted, because we're in Baltimore, and yes, I don't know how much time you spend here, but you like when, I, when you grow up in the city, you have to parallel park because you don't have a driveway. And me and my co-host love dogs, and we like to yell at each other. Parallel Barking. Don't you think that would have been cute? That's a very good name, right? Parallel I thought Barking. That was pretty, I thought that was pretty good. Parallel Barking for a Baltimore sport. Now, anyway, inside, inside Access stinks. Yeah, it's a stinking name. Inside Access. It stinks, but, we live but it's with okay. It, it's the cross right. we bear. And, <laughs> Thank uh, you, Jason. Yeah, you can listen to us on the Odyssey app and uh, www.1057thefan.com. Jason Lockenfora, boys and girls. It's a, just, just, you're the best. You're the best. You are the we'll best. We'll take a break. Brother. Thank you. We'll take a break. When we come back, um, Greg Garcia, I think, will join us. We're waking him up in California because he's the host of the Super Bowl because he lives in L.A. or close to L.A. And I am Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is a Simply Safe read. Have you ever wanted to know what's happening at home when you're not there? The new wireless outdoor camera for Simply Safe allows you to do that. It lets you see what's happening outside right from your phone. And alerts you when anyone approaches, so you always know who's there. Simply Safe has everything you need to keep your home safe, from entry and motion sensors to indoor and outdoor cameras. Simply Safe is monitored 24/7 by professionals ready to dispatch police, firefighters, or EMTs to your home. And Simply Safe is less than a dollar a day, and you can set it up in around 30 minutes. There are no long-term contracts or commitments. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com/tony. Go today and claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. 
Go to SimplySafe, S-I-M-P-L-I. Go to SimplySafe.com slash Tony and use the code, people. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. Cincinnati and L.A. Hooking up in the Super Bowl. Let's compare Cincinnati and L.A. Cincinnati's got the big red machine, the big O on a defunct Royals team. He only won when he left and went to Milwaukee. That's about it, unless you count the icky shuffle. Be a pretty big deal for them if they won the Super Bowl. Now let's look at L.A. Colfax, Gibson, Kershaw, Vince, Dolly, not to mention the glory days of Yasiel Puig. <laughs> Will Kareem and Walton, Shaq and Kobe, the magic man. Old John Wooden, Mary Lou Retton, fearsome foursome, Gretzky, Jackie Robinson, who lettered in four sports at UCLA. OJ Simpson at USC. OJ again in the Ford Bronchi. Chaplin, Tarzan, Garbo, the Beach Boys. Pretty much everything you've ever watched or listened to. <laughs> if they won the Super Bowl, be a big deal for the players, their wives, and that's about it. And Von Miller's already got one with the Broncos. Bigger deal for Cincinnati if they win than for L.A. So I guess maybe I'm pulling for the Bengals. But that could easily change once the game starts. What about the anti-Cincinnati thing? Is that kind of thing? I guess. <laughs> He's a genius. Dan Byrne is a genius. He's a genius. If people like Dan Byrne want to send in their original music... And we'll play it in its entirety at the end of the show so you don't hear us. Michael, how do they do it? Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at com. So we were looking around for an idea of somebody who could talk about the intricacies of the Super Bowl. Somebody who perhaps had some connection to Los Angeles. And we thought, who would be better than Greg Garcia if we could wake him up at 5 in the morning <laughs> in L.A. time to talk about the impact of the Super Bowl on Los Angeles? How far do you live from the actual stadium? I live 23 miles from the actual stadium. I went to one game this year, and it took nine hours for me to go to the game, (laughs) see the game, and get back to my house. Nine hours. So there's a football game in there in the middle, but yeah, 23 miles. 23 miles from the stadium. I've seen it once. Is it nice? Is it a nice stadium? It's really nice. I mean, it yeah. really is. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's great. I mean, that that the TV screen, it's it's gigantic. And you know, and I don't go to a lot of stadiums, but this was this was amazing. It was really really nice. And I saw two women fighting in the parking lot on the way out. So <laughs> how great is that? Like full on, full on <laughs> fist fight, rolling around on the ground. My son said that's the that's the trifecta. We saw Kim going to overtime. Uh, I don't even know what the second thing was, but we saw two where that was. It did, that didn't matter. So, would it be an easy drive if there was no game, or would it be an impossible drive anyway? Well, it's always hit and miss around here. I mean, with the traffic, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So, the game made it bad, but it didn't get bad because of the game for quite some time. So, no, it was just bad. Okay, I don't leave my house, Tony. I stay home. Is there? Is there? 
The Rams are technically an L.A. team. The Chargers are also technically an L.A. team. The Rams were very important for a long period of time, and then they moved to St. Louis. St. Louis, which didn't deserve to have a football team. I'm glad St. Louis lost the Rams. I'm glad they're back in L.A., but I don't know if I speak for everybody in L.A. because there's so much, as Dan Burns' song indicates, there's so much else to do in Los Angeles. Is this a big deal there? It could be. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, like I said, I don't. I don't live near the state. I don't. I don't know. I don't see a lot of football hype. Like I saw, you know, in my neighborhood, I, I was walking my dog with Melissa Etheridge a couple weeks ago. She was in her Chiefs uh, outfit, and she was trying to get people to honk. You know, there was a Rams flag that people thought was a Trump flag from a distance that they wanted to take down. I saw that, uh, but I I, uh, I haven't seen a lot. My friend said he went to a Clippers game the other night, and they were all going crazy there, and they were having something at the convention center, but I don't see it a lot, and it's not like growing up in D.C., I mean, at least from what I remember, of uh, of all the hype and people going nuts and everything at the grocery store being, you know, uh, you know, Washington football team stuff, well, you know, not at the time, but, you know. And, and But here, I don't pick up on it. But I could be completely out of touch, you know? I, I'm, I really taking, I'm taking a 20-second timeout just to go back. Did you say you were walking your dog with Melissa Etheridge? Did, you, did I hear that correctly? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, she, lives, she lives around the corner. We both have dogs. So we sometimes, yeah, you see her and you, you walk and you chat. And she's a big Chiefs fan. Well, is she from Kansas City? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I she, didn't know she that. Sometimes sings. She'll sometimes sing the national anthem when they're in the playoffs and stuff. Not this year, but years years before, I'd see her. I'd see her out there singing the national anthem for all oh, huge Chiefs fan. Huge. What Chiefs kind of dog yeah. does she have? A little mutt. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Talk. Everybody gets involved in every brother's dogs, and they stop and they talk about them, and they talk to the dog. What's the dog's name? I don't involve myself in any of that. <laughs> Let me go back. I was walking my dog with Melissa Etheridge. That's that's fantastic to me. Doesn't she have? Doesn't she have? Am I wrong on this? Doesn't she have David Crosby's child? Was it? Um, isn't, wasn't it David Crosby? Had, I think you're right. I, I I believe she had a couple chi- uh, children with David Crosby. One of one of since uh, I think passed. But um, but yes, yes, yes. Wow, yes. Melissa Etheridge. Yes. All right, She's a lovely woman. She's a great neighbor. Yeah. Well, give her my best. I always liked yeah, her as a singer. I always liked her. I will. Is there, there's going to be, the, the place is going to be filled. Whether it's filled with Angelinos or not at this stadium, it's going to be filled with people from all over the country. I don't think any of them are going to wear masks. Are you expecting well, a huge Omicron spike next Thursday? I'm always expecting an Omicron spike. I don't leave. I don't leave my house, Tony. I went to the game. You know, they make you wear a mask to go in. If you don't have one, they give you one, and then everybody goes in and sits down, and people take them off. You know, they yeah. all take them off, and they. You know, I don't know if it's technically inside or outside because the, the sides are open and stuff. And but you know, I, I I didn't see people that wanted to wear their mask wear the mask. People that didn't want their wear their mask didn't, and there's no way at all to enforce it um it's just way too many people yeah um so i I don't know you know it's different some some places you go out here everybody's wearing them some places you see smatterings of it so you know like i said i'm not going i'll be at home with the dog 
I would have, uh, yeah, I would have come out to Los Angeles if not for Omicron. If this is a normal year, I'm excited to go to Los Angeles. I'm excited to see you. I'm excited to see Melman. I'm excited to see David Israel. I'm excited to play golf with Al Michaels at Bel Air. I would have gone. But you I could go know. walking the dog with me and Melissa. I could, but I'm not. Then I got to get on an airplane to go out there sitting with people who have the Omicron. You know, I'm assume everybody's not got worth it. that. Not yes. worth that. I've been on the walks. It's not worth it. Yeah. So I so to me, um, I watch these commercials and they're mostly on ESPN to promote an ESPN show, some award show. And they talk about how the stars are going to be out in L.A. and they show pictures of stars. And I'm thinking they live there. Right? Of course they're going to be out in L.A. They live there. To me, this Super Bowl would be just another thing if I were involved in, you know, television or movies or stardom in general. It would be just another thing. Do you have that sense? Yeah, I don't think there's any, like, oh, my God, it's coming here moment that you get yeah. from, uh, from some of these other cities. And it's like it's our time. It's our time to shine. And look at all these fancy people that are going to come in and, 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 and we're going to get glimpsed. No, it's just, it's, it's, it's another. Okay. That's what I thought. To By me, the way, to me, at least to me. Yeah. Um, I, I dropped in on almost famous the other day. I saw your boy, big scene with your yeah. boy. Yeah. I mean, that's a, look, I love that thing you do, but almost famous is a great movie. It is a great yeah. movie. Love that. Movie. Yeah. What are you, what are yeah, you working on? In too. What are you working on? Me? I'm uh, working on this show uh, that I shot in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, Sprung. It's going to come out later this year, about three convicts who get, get out because of coronavirus. So uh, we're working on that and just doing the editing. I had a David Byrne, uh, 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 Dan Byrne uh, moment, or no, uh, uh, it was with Dan Byrne, uh, Aldridge moment with Dan Byrne. You met uh, Dan Byrne? The show. Now, I did not meet Dan Byrne, but my... my uh, I had I know that guy. My head of production tells me he goes hey, uh, post production. He goes, hey, there's a guy that wrote this um, this song about pandemic songs. It's all just pandemic songs, and my show has to do with the pandemic. He said you just got to listen to it. And I go, well, what's his name? And he says, well, you'll never heard of him. This guy named I love him. I know everything he's done. His, his, his name's Dan Byrne. I said, oh yeah, you know everything he does. You know you know rope and a yardstick. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, what? I go, you know, rope and a yardstick. He goes, I don't know. I said, go educate yourself, son. Go educate yourself. Are you going to have Dan Byrne do the song, the, the, the song for the show? Oh, no, I don't think so. I got Jerry Reed singing Folsom County Blues for the main title of oh, this song. Well, but uh, okay. but, okay. uh, but I, I, I did hear the album. I like his, his pandemic album. He's prolific, um, that guy. He, oh, my God, every day there's another song yeah he just sits there and these songs pour out of him i'll let you go on this what do you think of commanders what do you think of that stinks let me go on this i got a lot to say about this tony the commanders i got mixed i got mixed feelings i I got mixed feelings i hate the name because first of all there'll only be one commander in the dc area and that's commander salamander (laughs) you remember that place i do i do (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, it was in Georgetown, and you go yeah. in the '80s, and your parents would drive you there, and you get your fake punk rock clothing, and yeah, so that's the only commander I'll ever salute in the District of Columbia. And then, secondly, I was a Roy Battelle loyalist. You know, I was rooting for Red Tails. Yeah, but uh, but I found a silver lining. You know, I grew up in the town. You know, fan of the team, huge fan, and you had great times. You know, the Hogs, the Smurfs. 
parades, dads and uncles jumping up and down on Sundays with excitement. I have friends who got their first hug and only hug from their father after Dale Green pick six. <laughs> Don't personalize it and, too much. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. you know. Mm, yeah. and, and the players and the coaches, they all changed, but the logo, as racist as it was, remained the same. Yes. And the logo, as racist as it was, becomes a symbol of those good childhood memories. And that's why you keep watching, even when you move across the country. It's why you pay for Sunday tickets, why you raise your children as fans of the team and put them in little racist onesies. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And no matter yeah. how bad the team is, no matter what the owner does, and this is a man who invited me to the box and made me take off my green shirt because they were playing the Eagles, no matter how bad things get, you look at that logo as as racist as it was, and those fond memories have a stranglehold on you. But the second I heard the commanders, I was released. Free, yeah. Yeah. free from this abusive relationship. I'm a Chargers fan now. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's wonderful that you saw the light and pick the Chargers so that someday you can live in San Diego where the Chargers ought to be repatriated because they don't belong I'll move in Los down Angeles. Because yeah. I don't Sorry. like the Rams. I have friends who live here and they're like, I love the Rams and the Chargers. And I no. think that's wrong. No. I think football pick. teams, they're like children. You can have more than one, but you need to pick a favorite and root for that one. <laughs> so great. Thank you, Greg. Talk All to right. you soon. Love, Greg Garcia. Always leave us laughing. We'll take a break. We'll come back with email and jingle. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You're listening to The Tony Kornheiser Show. This is the ZipRecruiter ad. And it says, I'm just going to read this the way it's written. It says, host, I think it's a great idea to keep learning new skills. And then it says, riff. Talk about not the guy from West Side Story either. Uh, talk about a few things you'd like to learn in the next few months. Example, how cryptocurrency works, how to boil eggs, how to throw a knuckleball, how steel is grown. Written exactly for me. I appreciate this tremendously. How cryptocurrency works. Here's how it works. You go to the bank and you hand in a bunch of cryptocurrency and you get blueberries. Maybe one like pint. A pint? Yeah. If you're always learning, it keeps you sharp like Beep Zip Recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> ZipRecruiter's artificial intelligence is always learning. Because it says AI. I assume that's what I mean. It doesn't mean Alan Iver. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean So if you're Anthony hiring, <laughs> their AI gets better and faster at finding the right candidates for all of your roles. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Tony. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Then it proactively presents these candidates to you. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply for your job, which encourages them to apply faster. That's the first time we've used the word proactively in a read. I'm very impressed. Very impressed. Now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Tony. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-O-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And if you can use it for free, you'd be a fool not to do that. Use the code, people. This is the Tony Kornheiser Show. Here comes Tony's mailbag. Got your emails, faxes, and your notes. Here comes Tony's mailbag. Gonna read some for all you. That's Rami Newmeyer and Tom Lofgren. And don't forget that tomorrow is Newmeyer Flyers' ninth annual Beatles love song tribute at the Hamilton. You can go to that. 
You know, sure. let's try to build a crowd. Yeah, it's a great venue. They, it really is. They're great. Yeah. They are fabulous. They really are. Go to it. It's good. Nigel Bethesda Bagel ad. Bethesda Bagels, we love them. You will as well. Just go to BethesdaBagels.com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. And by the way, while you're there, you can order online, so it'll be ready for you to pick up when you get in. And when you do that, you'll be thrilled. Get the Nigel treatment. Yes. That'll just about do it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, here's some lyrics that I love. Can't get you out of there fast enough. Head in hand, turn my face to the wall. If she's gone, I can't go on. Feeling two foot small. (laughs) Everywhere people stare each and every day. I can see them laugh at me and I hear them say, Hey, you got to hide your love away. That's a John Lennon song from the movie Help. It was covered by a group called The Silky. It was a big hit, and it's okay, but it ain't as good as John Lennon doing it. Guitar in hand. Thanks to our guest today, Jason LaConfora, Greg Garcia. Thanks to today's sponsors, ZipRecruiter, Simply Safe, True Bill. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Do we ever look at these reviews? I doubt it. With, with this tease of spring, go check out Johnny O with uh, TK Salt. You're rocking that lightweight hoodie today. I am. I love it. A lot, lot of great Q-zips for the, uh, for the new weather. Yeah, we're big fans of the Johnny O product. Yeah. Big fans. We really are. We think it's a really good product. Here's a haiku from Shad. You know you're old if Kanye eating at some place means crapahula. <laughs> from Dan Moore in Winnipeg. For a great place in New York for dinner on St. Valentine's Day, I recommend Louis in the Bronx. Try the veal. It's the best in the city. From Winnipeg. From Josh Cromwell. Well, you, know, you know what that's referencing, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. From Josh Cromwell in Moselle, Mississippi. The Carbone story was interesting, but you completely buried the lead. Do they know how to boil eggs? From Dave Melanson in Watertown, South Dakota. Can you get my family of 11 into Carbone for Purim? It's a big... They got a big spread at Purim. <laughs> Just an enormous spread at Purim. From Bob Walsh in Weathersfield, Connecticut. I am not a Binghamton alum, but the show mentions of my basketball team and that one of the forwards, George Tinsley, was a high school... Oh, okay, the basketball team. One of the forwards, George Tinsley, was a high school classmate of my youngest daughter, had been enough to make me look in on the team from time to time. So I was a little surprised when you mentioned last Friday that the Bearcats were in the middle of the pack in the America East. Take another look. The former Colonials are 7-4 and four in conference, and they've reached Mount 500 with a 10-10 and 10 record overall. Moreover, with the hated Stony Brook out on their ear, with the America East tournament held today, Binghamton would be the second seed behind Vermont. Bandwagon time, baby. Go Bearcats. Well, we went to Vermont, and we lost by 30. Yeah, it was a tough Because match. Vermont is yeah. a real basketball yeah, school. That's really okay. Good. It's a tone setter. Yeah, yeah, it's a real basketball school. You know? We need somebody to knock them out, because we can't. Maybe they could switch conferences. Bill Isaacson, Washington, D.C. I graduated from Marquette University High School of Milwaukee in 1978. Graduates included Ali McGuire, of course, Rick Majerus, and did you know this, Spencer Tracy, Ooh. the all-time actor. I only spent two years at Marquette. I spent my first two years of high school at Loyola Academy outside Chicago. Loyola's top alumni remains and likely always will be Bill Murray. While I was there, Loyola Academy also featured a second Bill Isaacson to whom I was not related. So as early as my freshman year in high school, I was not that Bill Isaacson. I have no idea what happened to the other Bill Isaacson, but I like to think I became the most distinguished Bill Isaacson of Loyola Academy the day I had an email read on your radio show. Maybe, but we're waiting on the other guy, Bill. From Eric Samuel in Orinda, California, I was amazed to hear you know where Elk Grove is. Well, I've never lived there. My sister-in-law's mom moved there recently. Is this a David Aldridge moment? Elk Grove High School does seem to have a disproportionate number of pro athletes. There are numerous baseball players and football players who attended Elk Grove, including my pick for the 2022 NL Cy Young Award, Logan Webb. P.S. I realize there has to be a 2022 MLB season for a Cy Young Award to be given out. Yes. 
uh, from Phil Kirk in Morgantown, West Virginia, who sent us a picture of Don Knotts, a statue of Don Knotts. It says, P.S., if Don were here, he would sing about my car. I saw a TK sticker on a Subaru. Well, Don Henley would sing that. <laughs> it's not Don Knotts. I don't Knotts. know about Don Knotts. <laughs> yes. From Brian, the Kettle Run lacrosse head coach from Warrington, Virginia. You want famous people from our towns? Well, here in Warrington, we've got a few. We've got a few generals and congressmen. The dude who won the 2013 ESPN March Madness Tournament Challenge, a former baseball player, some guy named Walter Chrysler, who did something with cars. <laughs> but the winner, George Fitch, our former mayor and co-founder of the Jamaican bobsled team. That's it. We win. You get cool runnings because of some dude in Warrington. And to Earl Brewer, congrats on not getting a Subaru. Glad you kept your man card. From Mark Feiner in Greenwich, Connecticut. Born and raised in Middletown, New York. Frank Shorter, Mike Remlinger. That's it. That's the list. I don't know Mike Remlinger, though I think he may be a pitcher in, the, in baseball, but I don't know the name. But I know Frank Shorter. He basically popularized marathon running, long-distance running in the United States of America in the 60s and 70s. Frank Shorter. So you have to thank him for the sticker? Yeah, uh, 26.2. Yeah, that's basically him. By the way, um, okay, from David Howell in Menlo Park. Dear Dr. Haribu, you love to hear about famous people from our hometown. Let me tell you something about Menlo Park, California. Sure, we're the home of Facebook Meta, and Google was founded in a garage on our street, but we also have some music history. The Grateful Dead, then known as the Warlocks, played their first live show here in Menlo Park at our local high school, Menlo Atherton, Go Bears, and it was attended by Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. Here's another fun fact. Most people assume our town was named after Menlo Park, New Jersey, now Edison, home of the wizard of Menlo Park, Thomas Edison. In fact, the allure of the West caused the people of New Jersey to name their town after a little train stop in California. That's right. That Menlo Park <laughs> was named after our Menlo Park. So eat it, Edison. By the way, he says, Dear Dr. Haribo, I have to say this. The, um, the Albanies? The Albanies gummy bears are better. Oh, you, so they're you, better by every measure. You switched. Can you they're, can you isolate every flavor? Because we're trying to. No, but they're better. They're better. They're softer. They're chewier. They the, actually the have flavors. Has I, finished I, the bag. Every day, every night after dinner, he goes to mom. He goes, "I have a secret." <laughs> and he goes behind the he goes behind the kitchen island, and he has three gummy bears, and he is <laughs> just on a cloud. Yeah, don't tell his better. dentist. <laughs> who sends us? Who sends us these from Terre Haute? Uh, it was the gummy bear? Yeah, Jared, the, the gummy bear guy. Yeah. yeah. They're great. From Dave Marin in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Alan Amici, Don Amici, Nick Van Exel, Orson Welles, Daniel J. Trevante, Mark Ruffalo, Dick Bosman, Al Molinaro. Are you happy? <laughs> wow. That's a pretty good list right there. Wow. Okay, Brian Buckland. Apparently, we are just listing famous people from our hometown, so let me chime in. Jamestown, New York, just 222 miles west of Binghamton. Lucille Ball. Natalie Merchant and the 10,000 Maniacs and Nature Man Roger Tory Peterson. Finally, 11 outlets in my kitchen, not counting the dining area. Well, that's pretty impressive. Jamestown, New York is not a big place. But is place. it an Eden breakfast nook? Um, <laughs> Mike and Lowell. That's the question. Dear Dr. Kornheiser, those of us on the bandwagon are now commie sympathizers. We will bury you. It's <laughs> a professor of mathematics at Aquinas College. James McDougall in Shenandoah Valley, Virginia. There are many anagrams that the former Washington football team's new name, Commanders, can render. Some of the more interesting ones are comrades, romances, and my favorite, ransomed. <laughs> I do like that. Uh, one more. Sean Lynch in Poughkeepsie, New York. Help me understand 
how you can decline to be interviewed about world team tennis because you claim you don't remember anything. Then when an emailer mentions an Applebee's in Elk Grove, California, you immediately recall that Bill Cartwright, the center is from Elk Grove, California. I think you owe someone an apology. He is the upper school art department chair at St. Luke's school. If everybody rides their bike tonight, do wear white. Okay, we wound up five and 11, not very good. Uh, but there were some worse than us. I guess that's one positive way to look at it. We weren't the worst team in the league. Love you, Steve. <laughs> Love you. Cincinnati and L.A. Hooking up in the Super Bowl. Let's compare Cincinnati and L.A. Cincinnati's got the big red machine, the big O on a defunct Royals team. He only won when he left and went to Milwaukee. That's about it, unless you count the icky shuffle. Be a pretty big deal for them if they won the Super Bowl. Now let's look at L.A. Colfax, Gibson, Kershaw, Vince, Dolly, not to mention the glory days of Yasiel Puig. Wilt, Kareem, and Walton, Shaq, and Kobe, the magic man. Old John Wooden, Mary Lou Retton, fearsome foursome, Gretzky, Jackie Robinson, who lettered in four sports at UCLA. O.J. Simpson at USC. O.J. again in the Ford Bronchi. Chaplin, Tarzan, Garbo, the Beach Boys. Pretty much everything you've ever watched or listened to. If they won the Super Bowl, be a big deal for the players, their wives, and that's about it. And Von Miller's already got one with the Broncos. Bigger deal for Cincinnati if they win than for L.A. So I guess maybe I'm pulling for the Bengals But that could easily change once the game starts What about the anti-Cincinnati thing? Does that count as a thing? I guess 